The Joe Mays and J-Rock Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. listening to the Joe Mays and J-Rock Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. Football. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. And the NFL. He's in! Patriots win the Super Bowl! Brady has his fifth! What a comeback! Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 243rd episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Rappoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back, and, you know, we've kind of been wading into the waters here a little bit, you know, when it comes to football season. And uh, the day is finally here. We, we have now fully uh, had our opportunity to dive into uh, football season because we no longer have to wait, you know. And, you know, we've kind of eased our way in. You know, some of the football started a couple weeks ago. Um, some of it started, you know, this weekend. So it, it's that time of year. So and And I don't think you or I could be more happy about it. No, it, it we got underway. Football, you know, real football that mattered kind of kicked off on September 1st. That was the first day of September, but the first Friday where high school football kicked off, which we got to experience uh, with our other endeavor, the Bulldog Hour. Unfortunately, Wilson lost to rival Mifflin first time in seven tries, first time since the first game of 2011. They responded this week, though, and, and were able to win in week two over Spring Ford 28-21. Well, then September 2nd, the first Saturday of the month, we saw Penn State play, and they beat down Akron 52 to nothing, which we were loving. And then Thursday, we got the NFL season kicked off, and we'll talk about that Thursday game momentarily. And today, a majority of the remaining teams played. As of this moment, I think only, and only for a couple more minutes, only eight teams haven't played. Yep. The Cowboys and Giants will start in probably four minutes or so on Sunday night football. Then tomorrow night, we'll get to see two Monday night football games. The first being Saints at Vikings. That one will kick off about seven ten, And then that'll be followed at 10-20. These times are all Eastern. Chargers at Broncos. By Eastern, you mean right. They are the correct. The, cor- the correct times, right. 
Then, of course, the Dolphins and Buccaneers won't play in Week 1 due to the devastating Hurricane Irma, which is sliding up the west coast of Florida as we speak. And hopefully uh, things go okay for people and property in Florida, although I know some have come out already that there's been devastation, destruction, and death. Yeah, it's so, it's pretty crazy. And this all just a couple weeks after Harvey in Texas. Right. Yeah. It's Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy right now with all all of those things uh going on, but you know, it's got to be tough. You know, I know um I think it was the Dolphins owner, is it Stephen Ross, yeah. flew families of employees, so players, employees, all that stuff, he flew them to LA. And that's um, where the Dolphins are training for the next week. Right. To just get away so at least they can be with their families. You know, it, it's tough. We, we we got a glimpse at this a few years ago with the Saints in New Orleans. Um, and obviously that was a, a terrible situation. Um, you know. Twelve years ago. If you could yeah. How crazy is that? Wrap your head around that. Um, but it's interesting, not to get too sidetracked, but so many people had to flee New Orleans and didn't really have the means to ever go back. All those people had had gone to Houston, and now they had to flee there. You know, I can't I can't imagine going through that once. You know, and to go through that twice for a significant number of people has got to be completely just devastating. It's got to be really rough. So, thoughts with those people? Yeah, um, definitely thinking about everyone. Yeah, but like, you know, there's a lot of ways you can help if you are financially able. There's plenty of ways to do that. Uh, check out the Red Cross. They are on the forefront usually. And um, we've also seen athletes and organizations step up. Primarily, the biggest one has been J.J. Watt, who raised, I believe, over $30 million on his own endeavor yeah. for flood uh, flood Which relief, hurricane relief. It's pretty cool to see his Houston. introduction. I don't know if you saw the clip of his introduction today when he got announced. I, I did, at, yeah. People went kind of cool. crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and rightfully so. And it's, you know, yes, there were praising J.J. Watt, but they're also like thanking the effort of him and the people who he has just kind of used his awareness to, uh, or I, I don't know, his, his status, I right. guess, yeah. for lack of sure. a better term, but his status to kind of help uh, make awareness and, and get people to donate. So and you know, if, the, there's, uh... if there's one person, and I'm sure it's more, if there's one person that donated because J.J. Watt like sent it out there and made it public, you know, that wouldn't have donated, not because they weren't going to, but just because they wouldn't have necessarily thought of it or didn't know where to or anything like that. And they, now they did, then it was all for something, you know, so well, it, it was awesome. We always see all the time athletes and sports organizations, celebrities in the news for poor reasons, usually very right. few times you see them celebrated for using their fame and fortune for good. And this is an example of that, you know, it's a it's a great thing that J.J. Watt was able to do to rally uh teammates, sports stars, and the community at large to rally behind uh, his beloved Houston, where he's been a member of the Texans for, what, six years, Yeah, something like that, yeah. So. And uh, un- unfortunately for them, they, yeah. their team failed to do much on the field against the Jaguars, which is a little surprising. I can't believe that anyone would have really seen that one coming. No, yeah. um... It's, and, it, and it's a game where the teams have been talked about a lot because of the quarterback situation in Texas because or in Houston because they drafted a new quarterback. 
uh, Deshaun Watson, and yet he wasn't named the starter, which everybody was kind of like, oh, you know, what's going on? Yeah, well, oh, we'll see how that matter. lasted, right? And then the Jaguars, same thing with the quarterback position. You know, they kind of open it up, and then it seems like it's taken care of. Then all of a sudden, yeah, almost in a uh, seems like a management type call. No, we are going to let this guy play because we need to know what we have because we owe him a lot of money, right? And we may be moving on anyway. Blake Bortles played. The Jaguars looked pretty good. You know who looked good? Leonard Fournette. He looked he looked good. Um, yeah. We have so, him in a joint league. Yes, I do. have him in the friends and family league that I've been running for like 13 years Yeah, that's now. crazy how long that league's been going. Unfortunately, but, my uncle had Kareem Hunt, so... Yeah, so it doesn't really matter out. in yeah, that one. Didn't oh, yeah. So, Jaguars looked good. Um, Texans did not. Deshaun uh, Watson did end up playing quickly. Um, I think at ha- maybe by the end of the first half, but uh, Tom Savage played like Tom Savage. I saw um, somebody put out the stat. Tom Savage was drafted in 2014, still has zero career touchdown passes. Deshaun Watson, drafted in 2017, has a career touchdown pass already. Now, I think he also he threw at least one pick today. But you know what? You're, that's going to happen. Um, but I'm telling you, it may not have done it here. But by the end of the season, I still am a believer in the Texans. I think it kind of scares me how their defense looked against the Jags today. But I think they'll come around. And I right. think Deshaun Watson's going to come around, and I, I think that's going to be better for the season for the Texans. Maybe not in week one, but come December, I think they're going to be better off with Deshaun Watson than they were with Tom Savage. Well, I mean, he is a pick quarterback, so do they really expect all that much from a former Panther? So, by the way, yesterday I did I was amused that um, I can't even – I don't even know his name, but Matt something, I think. Matt Brown, I think, is their quarterback. They, he Max, transferred Max, Max Brown, Brown, yeah. So he transferred from USC, USC because he lost the job to Sam Darnold, which isn't really. He's a graduate like, transfer, right? So he transferred, and he. Um, so when he when he came in, he uh, he threw two picks yesterday, but Pitt's only touchdown came when he got knocked out of the game, and then backup quarterback had to come in. Oh, nice! So like, I I did take some of find it slightly amusing that. Um, their starting quarterback didn't score a touchdown against Yeah, them, he was but, uh, a captain on that USC team last year. Yeah, and got benched See, after the third game. I didn't realize. Like, I thought he had transferred before last year. Like, I thought he had no, to sit no. out of so here. He's and actually one of those he, interesting right, stories. He graduated he, from USC. And I don't and had know that he, I don't know that he did graduate. I thought you had to. No, he unenrolled in December so that he was – you have to be however far removed from – or maybe it, was, maybe it was after he lost the starting job. I don't even know. Like it's, I think he's one of the examples. They're writing about this now. You have to sit out a year or whatever, but like you can unenroll at a certain time. And like, hmm. I think because he didn't finish the sem- fall semester, so technically uh, maybe he didn't he go didn't to go to school. To, I I don't know. I, I don't know exactly how it works. But there was an article I read just a couple weeks ago about how people are starting to manipulate the the transfer rule now. The graduate transfer rule, right? And and the I'm going to stop going to school so that I don't use up my eligibility kind of thing. And you get into this weird dynamic, and it's not really for tonight's show, but into this dynamic of like, well, should it even matter? If the kid wants to move schools, should he be able to just go to another school? Right. Especially like coaches are. Right. Exactly. Um, and new said school will pay the old school because they took So, I don't know. It, it just it gets interesting. So, so Jaguars-Texans was just one of a 
few, you know, a handful of games that were a bit of surprise, and it happens every year because yeah. you you have expectations entering the season for all the teams. You know, we did spend what was it eight weeks going over the previews for each division, yeah. and obviously there's going to be surprises for the first month of the year. Then the teams start to settle down. So Jaguars over the Texans, twenty nine to seven. That was probably uh, one of the uh, surprises. Yeah. That happened this week. And let's round out some of the other surprises today. I'd say Ravens over Bengals, right. 20 nothing. Raven, that was a surprise. Ravens over Bengals, to me, like, I get if people pick the Bengals over the Ravens. Like, that's not the surprise. I wouldn't be surprised if people pick Ravens over Bengals. It's 20 how, to how nothing. It happened, yeah. Uh, yeah. Andy Dalton, who three seemingly is playing half. for his and his coach's um, jobs every year, the last few years. Um, yeah, what, four picks and a fumble, I think he had? Now, I don't know about the fourth one, but I know two of the first three were deflected. Right, right. But, you know, the stat line doesn't look great. So, yeah, Baltimore 20 to nothing. We saw Jeremy Macklin get a touchdown, a new Raven uh, right. offensive weapon. Now, 20 points is, you know, it's acceptable. Right. You feel like 20 points isn't great, but, like, and I, I know it's, this isn't the Ravens defense from 15 years ago. Like, I understand that. But at the same time, Generally speaking, when the Ravens score in the twenties, I'm gonna like their chances pretty much. It, I I know it's not the same defense, and I know the Bengals aren't the same offense, and they play terrible. But they shut to shut out an NFL team. It almost never happens. It's tough to you know because and if it does, it's usually one of the god awful teams. I don't think we expect the Bengals to be that. I don't know that either of us expect the Bengals to be like a Super Bowl contender. No, but I had them challenging the Steelers, not the Ravens. Although I had them, we had them all pretty close together. Right, but like two, three, and four. So to to shut them out in Cincinnati, right mm, on the road. That's a great win for the Ravens. That's a division win on the road. Division wins on the road, week one. Division wins are always great. On the road is even better because now if you can win your home division games, you know you're looking at at least four wins. You know, now I know that's a huge assumption, but like, yeah, you, you, you have to protect your home field. If, if you win your home field, the Ravens, you know, they only have two more divisional games on the road, right? You know, so that that's a big win, Week One, and that shutout definitely caught a lot of people's attention, including mine. Yeah, Week One eye opener there, <laughs> and we're gonna just go to the right one and talk about this. And while was it the upset wasn't complete, uh, yeah. you gotta be happy with the way the Bears play. Now, was it the yes. Falcons because they're on the road playing down to competition? It could have been. Right. Uh, for a moment, it looked like I was going to be out of the one eliminator pool because the Glennon-led Bears offense just drove down the field in the final minute Yeah, and were knocking on the door to the end zone, and they just couldn't finish the drive and the big comeback. And who's to say, after watching kicking today, that they would have made the extra point? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, but still, like, was, the Bears were very close to upsetting the defending. I've seen a lot champ. of people say, like, you know, and Glennon actually played fairly well today. Um, and he let him down the field, and one guy had the ball in the end zone and couldn't reel it in. It now, it would have been a spectacular catch, catch yeah. but, you know, it's there. And then there was another one where the guy was at the one. The, now, in my back. opinion, that was with 12 seconds left, and I don't think they had a timeout left, the Bears. In my opinion, I think it. he was going to be ruled down inbounds because he was contacted. His back was to the sideline. His knee was on the ground. His foot was not out of bounds yet. He got hit out of bounds. But as soon as he gets touched, he is down inbounds. Right. I think the clock's running. The ball's at the one. I don't know that Do they, they get, get another the playoff. It? And people are like, oh, my gosh, they dropped two. No, they, they kind of dropped one. 
would have been a a spectacular the third down throw shouldn't have been it was it was in the traffic it just right right. they didn't have a chance and fourth down he gets sacked right so i mean it's tough when you get sacked on fourth down because you think you just you know you got to know they're going to bring some pressure here they're not going to let you sit back there and drop eight you know on the goal line or pretty close to the goal line you gotta you know throw it up there but you know it is you know, it put a scare in, in the Falcons, I'm sure. Um, Matt Ryan looked good. But they're definitely – the Bears look competitive in this game, which is what they would want to see. Um, Jordan Howard didn't have the yards, but he, he got a touchdown. Um, and they rushed for 115 yards. So Yeah, uh, a guy who's going to be the darling of everyone's gone, fantasy but. league, Tariq Cohen. Yeah. 66 yards rushing, 47 yards receiving, or receiving touchdown. He was a guy apparently that if you were outside of Chicago, you never heard of, unless you were in into the deep into the draft. Because he was, I think, a fourth round pick from North Carolina A and T. But Glennon twenty six of forty, two hundred thirteen yards. But I said Matt Ryan twenty one of thirty three hundred twenty one yards. He had a huge one to uh, Hooper, which yeah. uh, I saw live. Yeah. And uh, man, I don't know what was happening in, in on the one of my fantasy there. teams. I have him on the bench. Hooper. Yeah. Ouch. And another one I have him starting. So. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, so that works. So that's definitely – wait, we have him in one of our leagues? Or do you have him in – I don't know. I don't remember. I don't I – don't, I can't I keep think, him straight. We've talked lying. about this problem. I think you're a liar. I think you're making it up. You're right. I, I, you're I, just lying. Of all the ones I was going to lie about, Austin, Austin Hooper, Hooper is the one is, I was going to lie about. That's the one I, I, I sniffed that one out. So let's look at the bottom middle – so, I don't think anyone was really expecting much out of the Colts and Rams this year. I think maybe at best, the Colts maybe a 500 team at best. Rams, lower end of the NFC West. Not to say none of this will happen, but when you get beat 46-9 to nine yeah, in the debut of a rookie head coach that is younger than us. And has taken some criticism already. Before a single game had been right. played. That's a little bit shocking, especially, you know, Chuck Pagano, who's been around a number of years now. And, you know, you talked about uh, Lewis in Cincinnati. Fired. Yeah, like 46 to 9. I mean, that offense, yeah, Scott Tolzien is the quarterback because Andrew Luck's still out in, injured with the shoulder surgery that he had in the early offseason. But 46 to 9, I think he threw two pick sixes. Like, yeah, yanked. wow. Yeah, like, yanked. For who? I don't even know who their who their backup quarterback would be. I don't know. Oh, I don't want the Colts. But I it, want to see the game recap. It was it was bad. It was it was really bad. If you're a Colts fan, you got to be thinking. And and like the reports are like they don't they don't even really know when Luck's going to be back. Like on the positive side, Jared Goff finally looked like a competent quarterback. Three hundred six <laughs> yards and a yeah. touchdown. So he looked pretty good. But yeah, man, not not a great day for the Colts by any means. Oh, Jacoby Brissett, who uh, came yeah. over from the Patriots and looked good last year in the, his uh, starter two. When yeah, uh, Brady I'm gonna was, go out and, and think he may be the starter next week. <laughs> yeah, you would. You would think if Luck's that's not a back, possibility. Yeah, it, they're in trouble. There's a Cooper Cup who I mentioned in fantasy drafts of yeah. wanting to possibly take, and all he did was get a touchdown in 76 yards. Um, look, Dante Moncrief, one catch, and that was for 50 yards. Yep. <laughs> um, Hilton, 57 yards, but it just looks like. But he also had a fumble. Hilton. Hilton, yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's not looking good yeah. for the Indianapolis Colts for sure. So that is how many so how many surprises? That was four. I said there were five. I I, I we'll skip over Steelers Browns then as a surprise. Yeah. But I think it was right there. You know, one for the thumb, that would be it right there. Yeah. Um so we'll go to the Thursday night game. A bit of a shocker in New England. They open the season. You know, the defending Super Bowl champs always do that. They got off to a, an electric start, looked even better as they were going up 14 nothing. but then that Gronk touchdown got called back. The Chiefs ended up holding. They drove down the field to tie it. Now, the Patriots scored 10 more. It was 17-7, to close to halftime, until the Chiefs were able to get a late score to make it 17-14 at the half. Both teams looked solid. New England maybe a little bit iffy on defense. Chiefs hanging tough. All right. And but, then, it, but it's 27-21 after three, and you're like, ah, oh, the Patriots got them right where they want them. And then the defense imploded for New England. Yeah. Gave up three touchdowns, a, a couple of big plays, including a 74-yard strike to Tyreek Hill. So just a, a bit of irony here. Um, you know, the Patriots, and, and rightfully so, keep bringing up 28-3, 28-3, 28-3. They were winning this game until they gave up a 28-3 run and lost. You know, bad. 42-27. Like you said, the fourth quarter. Patriots defense only played three, I guess, because they gave up 21 points in the, in the like, fourth Patriots quarter. Patriots offense only played three because they didn't score well, a single point in the fourth you're, quarter. You're right. The Patriots in general only played three quarters, yeah. and that is very un billichek like Yep. You know, very un billichek like If anything, you'd see that stat line flip sometimes, you know, for the Patriots where they wouldn't score in the first or maybe give up a couple points in the first, but then they settle in and they come back and they beat you. You don't see this type of loss for the Patriots a lot, where they're the team that's fairly much the better team for the first part, and then it, it's just not working. You know, like, they, they just disappeared. So it's hard to kind of say how that how that happened, but, um, yeah, that's that's scary. I know it's only one game, but I feel like it says more in a positive light for the Chiefs than it does in a negative light Absolutely. for the Patriots. The Patriots are still going to be the Patriots, and we all know it. And I've heard this mentioned that maybe this was a good thing for them. They they get humbled a little bit. And maybe it's not so much that the team needed the humbling, but maybe the media and some contingents of the right. fan base needed I've, that. I've heard some like tongue-in-cheek kind of things like that Belichick threw the game because he was already tired of answering the are you going to go undefeated questions. And so, yeah. Now, obviously, it's, they it's don't It's nice that we don't that, have like, to go through that. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> Half the teams are still still on the bench. <laughs> okay. Um, See, my Eagles don't have a chance. No, not a chance. I will take that bet every heck? day of the week for a lot of money that the Eagles will not go undefeated. Actually, I'll take that for any team in the NFL. You want to hit me up for a huge sum straight up. 19-0 versus the field. Yeah, right? yeah. 19-0 versus the field. I will take that bet. So, Chiefs 1-0, Patriots 0-1. I expected Kansas City to be good this year. I had them winning the division, the third best team in the AFC. I had the Patriots at one, though. I don't think this is a, you know, it's not a, the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl moment. It's not the Patriots are terrible moment. No. But I do think. Uh, I don't think anybody would be surprised to see this matchup again come January. No, no, no. And uh, I'm sure New England would love that rematch. But now, you know, if they both finish Maybe they 12 have to and go four, to Arrowhead. now they might have to go to Arrowhead. And that's a game changer. 
possibly, you know, like could be because Arrowhead is not an easy place to go play. You know, now, not that the Patriots can't go. They can go anywhere. Wait, but, uh, you know, if you're Kansas City, you certainly want to have that game in in Kansas City in Arrowhead instead of well, in New England. Wasn't so. it just like three years ago that Kansas City humiliated New England on a like, yeah, Monday night yeah, game or yeah, Sunday I, night game or something? Was like opening week. Like I don't think it was. It was like week, it was like week two. Yeah, it was early. It was early. And, yeah, and the Patriots and everybody's like, this is the end. This is the end of Tom Brady. And then they, they – And all they again. did was uh, – yeah, I think – well, they've only started 0-1 three times in the Belichick era. era. What was it? 0-1, and 14. And all they did was win the Super Bowl right. each time. So – Obviously, no need to panic in New England. If it becomes a trend over the first month, then maybe we got to think about what's up. Uh, they, a lot of injuries. Danny Amendola went out as well. Right. Well, yeah, shocker. He's always hurt. And <laughs> you, the same thing, the interesting thing was everybody's like, oh, it won't matter that Edelman's not there because they'll just fit in anybody. Well, you saw right away that's not exactly how that's going to work. And, and they, made, scored, they scored 27 points. Got to expect but, to win, with but it's not a, right. It's not as simple as that, right? You and I would say that, and it's a little different in the NFL than the other two football teams we generally talk about. You know, I'd say it's a little higher than than normal. But you score twenty seven, you need to win the game. You know, um, to give up forty two points in New England, I, and Alex Smith threw all over them. Alex yeah. Smith threw Alex all over Smith, them, right? Uh, yeah, it's crazy to me that I when I woke up and saw that score because I watched the first half and I was like, I, I know, I know, I've right. seen the story before. I know yeah. what's going to happen. So Alex Smith threw for three hundred sixty-eight yards and four touchdowns. Brady under fifty percent completion. Yeah, sixteen of thirty-six. And for it was interesting. Some people talked about how you could see like he was frustrated and he just started like throwing it like wherever he wanted all the time. Like they said, he kind of. Not that he looked rattled, but he looked, like, angry. You know how he gets. And he just, like, you, they said, for the first time in a long time, it looked like you could see it affecting his play, which, you know, I think people are getting a little too into it there. It's one game, you know, it's all that stuff. But his favorite receiver's gone, and a lot of people a lot of people mentioned Gronk didn't look like himself after the diving touchdown catch that was not. And he looked um, a little beat up after. That. Right. It looked like he was injured. Which is interesting for a guy that's had how many injury issues, back surgeries, and all that other stuff. I, you never know. But what a debut for rookie Kareem Hunt, the third round yeah. pick, gets the job. How after crazy! Spencer Ware goes down in the preseason. One fumble in all of his college touches. First, First one touch, carry. one fumble. Yeah. But then he just had sixteen more carries and ended up with a total of one hundred forty-eight just rushing yards with a score. And he also was a magician in the backfield, out of the backfield, five receptions for nearly 100 yards and two more scores. Yeah. So now you have him, Tyreek Hill, Alex Smith, Travis Kelsey. You know, if they could just get a big, big time receiver, you know, someone like Jeremy Macklin or something. Yeah. It's interesting to me that, uh, that, that, well, you know, a few years ago, and this was, I think, with Macklin there, they just... They couldn't throw the ball to a wide receiver. Right. They just didn't have anyone that was uh was able to do much. But it looks like I mean Hill. I mean I guess Hill's the closest they have to a wide receiver. But he was a college running back. He yeah. lined up a lot in the backfield. Uh, obviously they'll split him out wide as well. And if you count him as a wide receiver, he, he's a great one. Uh, but then Hunt is next. Um, Conley had two. Kelsey a tight end had five. So. They really, that's one thing that I think the Chiefs are lacking if they want to become the cream of the crop in the AFC is a uh, a big receiving threat 
that isn't a slash player like Hill. Right, exactly. So they need somebody out there, um, you know, that maybe can stretch the field for those guys because while those guys are great, well, and I say the short passing game, they had some long touchdown passes, but they weren't all long throws. Some of them were, but like you just you look at it, they have that guy that can kind of push the safeties back. Then all of a sudden, those guys underneath are getting matched up with linebackers. And there's no help for ten or fifteen yards. Oh man, it just it goes back to the better teams that Andy had in Philadelphia with Brian Westbrook out of the backfield, yep. you know. And like it, we've seen this before. He's he's a good coach. I know people are like he's never won a Super Bowl. He maybe the best coach to not have won a Super Bowl right now. I'm not saying yeah. like ever, but like right now, he sure. might be the best coach that doesn't have one. Oh, and. Not super thrilled that they get the extra long week because he's got a good record when they have the bye. Now, I know this isn't a bye, but they got the extra rest, and the Eagles go to Kansas City next week. So, lucky, lucky Eagles. Now, I mentioned Steelers-Browns. I wasn't going to throw in there in the um, the fascinating five group of surprises, but it, it was very close so to taking the a end. lot of people out in eliminator pools, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mentioned I almost lost on the Falcons one because I expected the Bears to be bad and the Falcons to be good. Luckily for me, the Falcons won. This was my other pick. This was mine, yeah. Was Brown Steelers because I have two in the same pool. And I almost was out on both of them. Now, there were people out because people foolishly took the Patriots. I saw lot. someone take the Jets. Take in, the in Jets. In the one, I'm in one where someone took the Jets. One person. Now, one person I saw people Jets. take the Bills because the Jets are supposed to be two awful. Two people took the Bills in the one I was on. But still, that's a risky the thing. The biggest man. loss was Patriots Chiefs. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, look, I get we're expecting the Patriots to be amazing, but the Chiefs, yeah, like, they, I, we expect them to be good. That was a risky take. I think I saw people lose on Texans, Jags. I saw a lot of people lose there, yep. Um, I saw people lose on Bengals. I saw... I, we're, we might be in different ones, but I saw some people lost Colts, Bengals. Colts, Rams, I think, could which, have been uh, one. What are you doing there? Andrew Luck's hurt. I, maybe they made the pick well before. Yeah. Um, but I think those were the three. Then there could have been two huge ones, both that I picked. But thankfully, I came out on the right end of that one. So Steelers, yeah, put up twenty one. Antonio Brown looked really good. They did eleven a, targets, they, eleven catches. They, they did Antonio enough. Brown. They got to the twenty one point threshold. The defense only gave up eighteen. They just made it close in the uh, fourth quarter. But if I were to tell you, yeah, if I were to tell you, your touchdowns came on um, a blocked punt and two Jesse James touchdowns. When when everybody was talking about how this is the first time in however long they have Ben, uh, Bell, Bell, Bryant, and Brown all available, I think it's only the, maybe the eleventh or twelfth time that's happened in like the three or four years they've been there. Um, you know, you would have expected more from the defense or the offense against the Browns. Now it's early; they'll be fine um, because they're the Steelers and they won the game. Like his. You know, they won a divisional game on the road. Right. You know, what did I just say earlier? You win a divisional game on the road week one. That's pretty awesome because you're setting yourself up. You know, you win your home ones, you're you're looking good. You're already a four divisional win. So uh, the Steelers got to win. Um, you know, I'm sure the offense will, will get it together. But I think, again, kind of like the New England one here where I feel like it says more about the Chiefs than it did about the Patriots. I think this one's going to tell me more about the Browns than it does about 
the Steelers. The Steelers are still going to be the Steelers. Like the Patriots are still going to be the Patriots. And they'll be fine. They'll be there right at the top of the division at the end of the year. I'm not saying the Browns are like, oh my gosh, they're going to be 500. But I feel like they're going to be competitive and in some well, games this we year. We said like, five or six wins, right? Right. And I think that's I think, it. I think we did. Like, Four or five, I, I really five, am six. trying to not jump too far ahead on this, but it's just one Deshaun week. Kaiser looked competent. Right. Like, when was the last time that they had a quarterback back there, uh, someone that they drafted? Uh, I know, the highlight we just saw, a bad interception. And Watt brother making a play on defense? What yeah, a surprise. Well, yeah, and he had a great day. He has as many interceptions as his brother now. <laughs> you know, but like, Kaiser, I think he had two touchdowns. I think he passed for one, ran for one. You know, like, I, hey, they're... I think there's some some signs there. Right, that, I, I that agree with you. Right We've thing, seen so. much like like the Patriots losing to the Chiefs was a surprise just because in the fashion that it happened. If the Steelers lose to the Browns, I, like I'm I'm a little surprised, but we've seen Pittsburgh play down to opponents plenty of times. Oh my gosh! They have rough stretches during every regular season. It seems they'll lose two or three in a row, uh, very similar to the Packers last year who lost like four or five in a row, but. I think the Steelers will be fine in the long run. I think Cleveland is better than a lot of people thought they were. I think they're about what we expected from I think them. So, I think yeah. I easily could see them winning five games, which doesn't sound like a lot, but they only won two last year. Right, exactly. If you more than double your win total, you're yeah. heading in the right direction. If they get the five or six, man, they would people would be ecstatic. I think. On a side note, man, some Steelers were taking crazy, were giving crazy shots to the head today, like. I I only saw like a few. I was seeing the games in and out, right? And like two or three separate times, I saw Steelers like straight up helmet to helmet on guys. They'll be getting fined. Oh yeah, it's what? definitely interesting. Like we saw the one on the replay there on the touchdown for the Browns. Um, That's insane. Yeah, that was the eleventh catch. Dude. That was pretty much what I did. Because um, that, that was, I think, on a third down. On that flips field position and. Well, and and they, I don't think the Browns are out of timeouts, so they were able to run it down pretty much then. But yeah, it's nuts. But you know, I'm sure that gave some people a scare in survivor pools. It gave Steelers fans, uh, you know, a scare. But um, you know, that, that was a good win for the Steelers because they won on the road. Um, but I think the Browns are headed in the right direction. Crazy stories there, though, like because they traded Joe Hayden like last week or yeah. cut him. They cut they him. Cut him, and he went to the Steelers. He went to the Steelers, and. Uh, when you when you look at it, um, you know it's kind of interesting because he was he was I don't know. While he underachieved most of his career in Cleveland, he like, had one or two good years. Yeah, right, and then he, he was had kind flashes. Of for a right, three right, or exactly. So. so, but it's hard to not feel that loss when Antonio Brown has eleven targets and eleven right. catches. And also, you look at the flip side; like, there's all kinds of weird things there where like the coaching staff didn't want to cut him mm-hmm. and management does anyway. Right. You Manage- know, like management and surprise ownership. ownership in Cleveland is a mess. You mentioned some helmet to helmet hits or big hits from the Steelers. Did you see Levy and Bell get laid out? I did, their, I, did not, I did not. Oh, I did not. He got housed by, um, I don't see if his name is listed here. Yeah. Body Calhoun <laughs> absolutely trucked him, um, came in from the side and nailed him. And it was, uh, it was quite the hit. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's take a look at a couple of these other games here. We talked about those top two. Cardinals-Lions, and hey, Cardiac Cats here again. We saw Detroit won eight games last year that they were losing in the fourth quarter. (laughs) All they did was score 20 points in the first game of this season in the fourth quarter to come back 
from a deficit against the Arizona Cardinals. I think we're both higher on the Lions this year than Arizona, but, you know, into the fourth quarter, I'm thinking, mm, maybe I made a mistake. Doesn't mean the Cardinals right. are good, but, man, the Lions don't look that great. But they have this fourth quarter magic that they've been able to uh, to bring right. up every uh, every time these this last um, 13, 14 months, and uh, they walk away with a 35-23 to 23 victory. Yeah, Matthew Stafford had a good day. Um, yeah, it's kind of looking, obviously, you know, everybody will overreact after week one, but Carson Palmer looked bad, right? Matthew Stafford looked good, um, but Carson Palmer looked bad. And we talked about that last week when we were talking about uh, something, or well, two weeks ago, I guess, when we were talking about some things for the Cardinals. We don't trust him anymore. He's 27 to 48, 269 yards, so volume passing there. But three picks. But one touchdown and three interceptions. David Johnson, David only Johnson, 23 yards on oh, the ground. and he left the game with an injured he wrist. He came back. After, well, he left with a knee, but then he left with a oh, wrist injury, okay. I think. Well, they did the say game. it's not broken. Okay, okay. But he did have 68 receiving yards, so he got, what, eight points there in fantasy-wise. But right. not. he also had a lost fumble, though. Yeah. So... Yeah, not a great debut for David Johnson fans or the Arizona Cardinals. Lions, they were able to get it done. Matthew Stafford, 292 yards, four touchdowns. They had uh, two two main backs, Amir Abdullah and um, Washington, only rushed for 52 yards. Golden Tate, great day. Uh, Goladay, who I had never heard of until today, had two touchdowns and 69 yards receiving. Marvin Jones had a score. And so did Theo Riddick, who uh, only had one carry but was uh, active in the blocking and passing game. He caught six passes for 27 yards. So Matt Prater also kicked a 58-yard field goal yeah. like to open things up, I think, for the Lions. So, so you know, the Cardinal, we saw the Cardinals were out to a lead early. They built up on the lead. When the fourth quarter came about, though, it was all Lions putting up 20 points in the fourth. Yeah, so... I think it could be interesting in the NFC North um, if the Bears are better than expected. Not Again, not saying they're going to be competing for the division title, but if they're a little more competitive and could steal a game here or there, that that could be interesting. You know, that's the kind of thing that can flip it to who wins a division or who gets a wild card and who doesn't. Um, and, you know, you look at, well, we'll have to wait till tomorrow night to see what we get with the Vikings, but the Packers look good and the Lions look good, so... That could be an interesting division. Um, no, definitely. And, and I talked about that when I did the NFC North, that I actually picked the Lions to win the division. For, I guess, I'm just trying to think, I guess the Rams are in first place all by themselves in the NFC West. Yeah, Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals all lost today, <laughs> which I think until... Uh, Raise your hand if you saw that one. <laughs> Cardinals playing, I don't think we talked about any of them. So, so here's your fourth quarter comeback here. Um, I think Goladay got both of his touchdowns here in the fourth quarter to give the Lions the victory. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Stafford just doing Matthew Stafford things. Yeah. Just chucking it Continuing deep. from last year. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, what, what Playing with that big contract now. And he, he certainly, through one game, I won't say he earned it, but you know what I mean? Like, he proved he, he's the quarterback that, you know, for, for sure. the future there, you know, while there were some people who had their doubts, that's just kind of crazy talk. Who are you going to get? You know, you're not going to get a quarterback better than Matthew Stafford, you know, so. 
A couple snoozers and ones that we don't need to talk about much or show any highlights. Jets at Bills. Bills win 21-12. to yeah, Jets on the road to force Sam Darno back for another year at USC. <laughs> <laughs> and then Carolina Panthers at San Francisco 49ers. You mentioned just to say the Rams are all alone in first place in the NFC West. That's because San Francisco lost, Seattle lost, and we saw the Cardinals lose. Panthers get this one 23-3. to Cam Newton looked a little rusty. He barely played in the preseason. Yeah, he looked like he hadn't thrown a pass since last year, and that's thankfully for them the they truth. had a bye this right. week, so right. yeah, they didn't have to worry much Christian about it. Christian McCaffrey did look pretty good. You know, just uh, was able to uh, catch some passes out of the backfield. Was able to run the ball with some success. So you know that that could be huge for them. Also, they were still able to work Jonathan Stewart into the game. Yep, that's going to be. A crazy one-two punch once they get that up to speed with Cam as well. Definitely. So, now let's take a look at a, an interesting game. It was Green Bay-Seattle. Two teams expected to be strong NFC title contenders. And it wasn't a high-scoring game. It wasn't a perfect game. But in week one, it's tough to get those. The Packers would eventually come out on top 17-9. to nine. Uh, we got to see our first ejection of the NFL season when Jeremy Lane got into it with Devontae Adams. Yeah, which is kind of crazy because Adams started it. Right. And they well, threw. they always get the guy right. who retaliates. Never. I tell my kids, right. not that we have kids fighting in middle school, but just in general, when someone does something to you, especially if it's physical, don't fight back in an environment that you right. know you're going to get caught. And there it is. The yeah, it's crazy because they said he threw a punch. Didn't really throw. I, were, I thought those were viewable because in the, in college yeah, they are. Yeah, and they were they was they were tussling. You know, they, like they were fighting. Like I have no problem with there being a fifteen yard penalty. Like that's probably accurate. I didn't think that it would, at all was the deserving of a of an ejection. But um, and actually, it's interesting. Uh, while I don't always agree with like what they have to say, sometimes you know the the refs in the booth kind of analysis. You know, they obviously know it, and they were kind of unanimously ripping that the way that play was officiated because they said um, there should have been more penalties on, on green Bay than Seattle. Like it, it was just, it was just interesting. But all that being said, um, it was actually a big point in the game because it took a touchdown off the board for the right. Seahawks. So, and with the way their offense was playing, they needed it yeah, because how bad was their offense once again, today? the offense started so slow and, Unfortunately for us, where we have Doug Baldwin in a couple of our yeah. fantasy leagues that we do together, we got pretty much nothing from him. You know, yeah. Ru- Russell Wilson couldn't get anything going. Jim- Jimmy Graham didn't have a good day. The receivers didn't have a good good day. Right. And their backfield stable couldn't get anything going. The Packers were just all over them from the start, which is disappointing for me because I picked the Seahawks uh, to go pretty far, win that division, um, I think make it to the Super Bowl. Whereas you had Green Bay making it. Yeah, I have, so Packer, these are I have our, the Packers winning it. These Right. Yeah. These are our two NFC representatives in the Super Bowl from our preseason predictions. Uh, and Justin's pick looks much better than mine. Yeah. Um, this is one of those, again, where I feel like Seattle will be okay. But I feel like for a long time now we've been thinking, like, oh, they'll snap out of it and look like that team that made it to back-to-back Super Bowls. And I, we just don't see that anymore. You know, like, they'll be okay. But... Um, you know, it, this is one that could determine where a playoff game is played. And again, there's a big difference between playing in January in Green Bay and playing in January in Seattle. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. They still don't have like like Doug Baldwin's there, I know, but they can't they can't get on the ball. They can't run the ball. They 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to kind of see how that's, you know, I think they rushed for like 50 yards today when before the game and all offseason they talked about how they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. Well, it's it's nice and easy to go out and say that until you go out there and you get punched in the mouth and you can't run the ball. What a beautiful throw from Rodgers to Nelson. Yeah. So if their offense is clicking and their defense can get it done the way they did today, Green Bay should be um, right right in there with the best right. in the NFC, and uh, those uh, Packers Lions games should be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, NFC North looks to be interesting. NFC uh, West may be interesting, but not the same kind not, of interesting not in a as good the North. Way. Yeah. Uh, so I think we have just one or two left to talk about. Yeah, Raiders Titans. Um, I don't think it was a surprise per se, because I think a lot of people, well, a lot of people expected the, uh, the Raiders to be very good. You included, you had them winning the AFC West. I had them as a wild card. They won back-to-back season openers for the first time since 2001 and 2002. Which means it's time to fire their coach, right? That's, that was generally <laughs> the trend. Uh, now I know they, they've kind of gone away from that and surprise that has been part of their ability to rebuild is some stability uh, in front office and, and in uh, the coaching staff. So They were able to get uh, some confidence at the quarterback position. Yeah, uh, Derek Carr was 22 of 32 for 262 yards and two touchdowns. Marshawn Lynch had a very uh, solid debut. Yep. No scores in the running game, but he had 76 yards. And um, their receivers, uh, Crabtree and Cooper, 11 catches, 145 yards, and a score between the two of them. Now, the Titans didn't look awful. Uh, Mariota didn't get in the, on the uh, scoreboard via the passing game, but he did do so with his feet. Uh, the reliable Delaney Walker had seven catches. Rashard Matthews, five. You know, they just went up against, I think, a better opponent. I think right. Tennessee is very good, and yeah. we have them winning the AFC well, and, South. And, well, and looking at the AFC South, I didn't really see anything today that makes me think they're still not – that I still would go away from that pick. I still think they're going to win it. Um, it's just, you know, I, I think Oakland, w- there there are plenty of questions about Oakland. Like, can they keep it going? Because I remember when we went through, we talked about how many times they won last year where it easily could have gone the other way. Mm-hmm. This is one of those this year. And so yeah. if you can get those to go your way, that that's really, you know, a great way to start. And so um, – yeah, I, I I like Mariota, but I, I can't help but be I, – I think it's interesting when the Oakland is good. And I know with that team leaving, it, I kind of want to see them have some success. Not too much. Like, not at the expense of the teams I root for. Right. But um, it'll, it'll, it was interesting, so. All right. The final game to talk about is the game Justin wants to get some comments in. Um, not that anybody watching is a Washington fan, but – I definitely want to get through all the highlights because one at the end, I have a lot to say about. So let's get started with the Redskins-Eagles game. And the Eagles did end up coming out. Oh, it's right here. It's the yeah. first one. Yeah. So if you didn't see it, the Eagles are winning by 5, 22-17 with about 90 seconds to play in the game. Redskins had the ball, hadn't done too much all, all day, but... Kirk Cousins drops back, and I'm I'm gonna and try the to ball drops and, out of his hand before, his <laughs> and arm he comes literally forward. throws the ball a yard. No, no. When he Fletcher moved Cox his arm, but the ball wasn't in his hand anymore. You can see it; the ball wasn't in his hand anymore. Justin's trolling because we've already had this conversation. <laughs> oh my god! 
He is going back in a throwing motion. Ball is and going balls forward. Out. Ball's out. Hits Brandon Graham is a out. yard down the field. Fletcher okay. Cox okay. picks it up. So you you say that's what happened. But they reviewed it. They, and that's the sad <laughs> thing, though. That's the awful thing. Here, we'll play a little Geico commercial here before we get to uh, some of the other highlights, hopefully. But yeah, they reviewed it. And you and I were texting and we're just like, yeah, this is obviously going to be overruled. The Eagles are going to have to hold on. So here's a couple of highlights from earlier in the game. Um, oh, this was awful. <laughs> wow, solid tackling all yeah, around. Yeah. But. Yeah, that, I mean, if that's the best they're going to get on replays, they might as well not even have replays. Dude, no, they they clearly saw it correctly, and there wasn't enough to overturn it. They ruled it a touchdown, and I think it came down to there wasn't enough to overturn it. It was very obvious in the replay that it was a forward pass. Agree to disagree. Oh, man, I know you're just trolling now. I, I should screenshot, I should <laughs> screenshot the... Uh, what is this? Like, why are we getting full highlights? This can't miss a play thing. I mean, they're going backwards, too. That's the great part about this, they're going backwards. But we'll get to see one of Wentz's uh, big passes here, a touchdown. This is awesome. to Aguilar, who actually caught it. He, had a, he had a great game Good catch. Today. He had a great game today. Uh, so, Eagles get the opening game win, something that they uh, they needed for this year to uh, get back on the right footing after the rough rough stretch last year where they went three months without a victory <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but I, I can't say i'm surprised well, i picked the eagles to win so i'm not surprised because i thought redskins were the weakest team in the nfc east yeah i i wanted the eagles to win which is why i picked the redskins because <laughs> i refused. you got hedge your bets right yep hedge exactly. your bets so that's uh, the uh <laughs> my uncle's chipping in he says i hate to say it but i agree with joe incomplete pass no, no uncle Rich, you agree with both of us because he is just well, being surprised a troll the patriot right fan thinks it's an incomplete <laughs> pass you know it wasn't even the tuck rule though i mean it was literally an incomplete pass his the hand was, was empty the empty ball hand. was a yard away from his hand when it got right the ball the wasn't in his hand anymore oh my god maybe because he threw it <laughs> but um I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, so, I, I don't know. It was pretty clear to me, so. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's ripping on you. That yeah. was an incomplete. Sounds like a true Eagles fan. Hey, all I know is... Eagles, Eagles must have paid the refs. It sounds like a true Eagle comeback. All I know is the Eagles have two straight NFC East wins. I, I don't know oh, if God. the Cowboys can say the same, but... Oh, brother. So, we're going to quickly preview... Uh, the uh, the Monday night games, although I think we have a couple comments here. Actually, I didn't pull it up. I should have uh, pulled that up. Too late now. So if you're commenting on Facebook, I, I apologize. Send us an email before we leave here. We have about five minutes before we go. So Giants-Cowboys games going on right now. Dallas has struggled to put up uh, points settling for field goals, but it's better than Giants who have not gotten a single point. Dallas leads 6 nothing. Odell Beckham is not playing in this game. Right. Which had a lot of people shuffling their uh, picks in our pool. But despite me picking the Giants to uh, win the division, I actually also took Dallas before Beckham was ruled out because I just don't see them losing to the Giants for a third time in right. as many uh, seasons. Now, I still think the Giants are going to end up coming out on top at the end. But as of right now... Yeah, I think over the course of the season, I think the Giants are there. But with Odell out, I was one of those... Uh, 
aforementioned people that went through and uh, changed my pick because I thought with him and like basically an entirely new secondary for the Cowboys, I I favor the Giants. Yeah, um, especially because they have some. Shocker, the, the Cowboys have a bunch of people out on suspensions um, <laughs> along the D-line that, I, you know, maybe the Giants would be able to protect Eli a little bit. They got, with, they got with Taco, Odell though. there. So I thought maybe that would give them a chance. But with him out, you know, I think that decreases what Brandon Marshall can do for them. I don't think they'll be able to run it. I just... My dad you know. says he, he doesn't want me to accept your pick of the Cowboys because you're not allowed to pick the Cowboys. <laughs> And my well, uncle also says to me that at least the Dolphins didn't lose this week, which is true. Well, see, with the Cowboys, it kind of works the opposite of the way I pick with the Eagles. I, if I pick the Cowboys and they win, at least I picked it. If they lose, sweet, the Cowboys lost. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm probably going to pick them every week just for you, Bill. <laughs> and then when they go 15-1. and one, Then I'll hate everything. Because they, they're not going 16-0. and 0. No, no that one, that. When that one is to the Eagles and they lose the division and have to get a wild card at 15-1, and one, I'll, I'll be I'll <laughs> Oh, my God. Actually, I guess that would be two because they played the Eagles twice. But fourteen and two. Yeah. He's got some emojis for you. Do you want to see them? I think I know what they are. <laughs> They're the thumbs up. That involves Something a like finger. That. Yes. So the Monday night game: Saints at Vikings. I, I think this is a toss-up, but with it being in Minnesota, I favor the Vikings in this one. But it is interesting to see Adrian Peterson already returning back to Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, no rest for the weary there. It'll be interesting to see what the Saints have because I'm not very high on them. Not right. that I'm, I'm high on either. the Vikings, but I think overall the Vikings are a more stable team right. right now. Saints, I'm sure, will be able to score. I don't know that they'll be able to keep anyone from scoring. It's kind of the opposite with the Vikings. I think they'll be able to keep some people from scoring, but I don't know that they'll be able to score. So it leads to an interesting Monday night matchup. Like, For who, sure. What's going to happen here? You know, the, the Saints are generally historically bad defensively. The Vikings usually aren't that bad offensively, but after the first five games last year, they kind of they haven't, really tailed off. Haven't been great. What can Dalvin Cook do? I think you and I are both high on Dalvin we Cook. We are very high um, on Dalvin Cook. I think even watching, obviously watching him as a college running back, there were you watch him as a college running back thinking his game translates to the pros. You know, like there are some you're like, he's a great college running back. He'll be a third down back in the NFL. I don't think anybody really felt that way with Dalvin Cook. He can run with power. He can run with speed. He can catch out of the backfield, all that stuff. That's really important. It'll be interesting to see Adrian Peterson, how much that's played up tomorrow. How much does he get the ball? How many touches does he get? How does that affect Mark Ingram and his flow of the game and Drew Brees and his flow of the game? So, and Kamara there as well. Right. We mentioned him. A lot of people mentioned that back. Adrian Peterson may be the best pass blocker of the running backs there. So that could be interesting because in the Saints offense, that is a that's a key, you know, right with Drew Brees, right? Back Especially there. Drew Brees, who they haven't been able to protect the last couple of years. So, yeah, it, it'd be an interesting game for sure. And I am a fan of it starting at seven ten instead of whatever. Uh, when we were talking about times earlier, it was interesting. Um, sometimes in the fall, my sister and uh, brother in law will come in from Colorado, or at like Christmas time or whatever, and games are on. Like the Monday night game will come on at like you know. Almost, almost nine o'clock. Yeah, it seems it's like, like eight thirty-eight or whatever. And he's like, "This is killing me" because they're used to it being like six thirty-eight. They're like, "It's great. You come home, you're you're getting dinner, yeah. you know, from work, and the game's on, you know, and it's over by nine thirty, yeah. ten o'clock, and you can go to bed." I'm like, "Yeah, that would be awesome, but that's not how it works." For yeah, us, I so. think I think Mountain Time would be the best for those late right. games in college and pro because the the late games here, I don't ever get to watch them. 
Right. I used to love. I used to love when the Eagles played in prime time. I used to love it because I'm like, oh, sweet. You know, it'll be the only game on. Like, no big deal. Now I'm like, man, because I know one of two things is going to happen. I'm either going to stay up and be mad that they lost, or because that happens a lot, or I'm going to fall asleep and they'll win. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So. Well, look what happened this last week, Thursday night. I watched the first half, right. and I went to bed thinking the well, Patriots Well, even there. Won. I woke I, up the Patriots lost. It I was went the best in, thing ever. I went in to like, brush my teeth and stuff because I was like, oh, the Chiefs. It didn't look like they were going to do anything with it right before half. So I went and brushed my teeth. I come out and see them like coming out of the end zone. I'm like, wait, what happened? They had scored the touchdown. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well. I was like, at least they'll have that. Not really thinking that was how that was going to go. From then that, a so. game that no one on the East Coast will watch because it kicks off at ten twenty. Yeah, so the opposite of the seven ten kickoff. Chargers at Broncos. You know, it's a divisional game. I don't uh, know what to expect from either team. I think Denver's the better team. It's at home, so I'd favor the Broncos in this one. But something just says that Chargers are going to be better this year. They lost a lot of close games last year. Right. They were kind of the opposite of the uh, Lions and the Titans. Yeah. Uh, the Chargers had a they lot lost of bad like a, luck. They lost a lot of games they had no business losing. Last right, year. yeah. To the Dolphins was one of them, which I'm very happy about. Although they get the to try to exact revenge in, in Miami's first game next week. They go to L.A., and that's why Dolphins' friends, family, and the organization is practicing out there all week. They play the Chargers next weekend. So, Yeah, so I, I don't know what to expect here. Um, like you said, the Chargers... A couple years now, we really don't know what to expect. But the Broncos offensively have been nothing since Peyton left. Um, I know Peyton was a shell of himself at the end, but they were still capable on offense. And I, I don't know what to expect out of Trevor Simeon. You know, whereas, right. they, you know, I haven't always been the biggest one, you know, ringing the bell for, uh, for uh, Philip Rivers, but. You know what? If I got to pick between quarterbacks here, I'm certainly picking Philip Rivers over. Trevor right, Simmons. and sometimes that's what it's what it comes down to. Right, there but, isn't much else uh, to say or do, and uh, if it comes down to a close game that the offense are controlling, I would say you got to give it to Philip Rivers. Right. And on paper, I'm still favoring Denver because it's at home, but right. would not surprise me at all to see the Chargers win that. That one. makes sense. All right, any uh, shout outs or mentions of anything for you, from you? Uh, not off the top of my head. Big Penn State win yesterday. I yes, know that's yes. not the typical route we For go sure. with the yeah. shoutouts, but no. worth worth stating. I know we talked about it a little bit at the beginning, but big big one. Time to move on to uh, Georgia Southern. Georgia State. Georgia State, same thing. <laughs> Georgia State Panthers. It's where my sister-in-law got her sorry. doctorate. I'm sorry, Amy. Master's and doctorate, actually. Nice. So, Penn State is our third straight home game. It's a Big Ten primetime game, Big Ten Network primetime, so it's like 7 or 8 o'clock Saturday. 7.30 Big Ten Network. There you go. Uh, We'll have episode 244 in two weeks, so that'll be Sunday, September 24th at 8.30 p.m. We'll talk about mostly week three. We'll touch on week two. Uh, And at that point, you should start to see um, contenders and pretenders slowly emerging by the time we get to it a month from now and we're recapping week five, then you should really have a good idea. Yeah. Uh, although don't tell that to the Vikings from last year. Yeah, exactly. Make sure you get more from us at jmnjrradio.com. Be sure to check out our other podcast, The Bulldog Hour, where we talk about Wilson High School football from the Westlawn, PA area, as well as other coverage from Berks County football, Lancaster, Lebanon League football, and District 3. We'll be doing that show next week, Sunday, September 17th. 
live to recap Wilson's game victory over Springford, the game upcoming versus Central Dolphin, and then preview the opening of the Lancaster 11 League Section 1 schedule against Warwick and Lancaster McCaskey. Uh, belated birthday shout-out to my wife, Kelly, celebrating um, just a few days ago. And I don't think I have any others off the top of my head that I can think of. Um, although uh, we do want to, uh, you know, tomorrow is a, uh, a somber day around the nation. So we do want to um, just extend thought and prayers to everyone that was impacted by 9-11. I can't believe it was 16 years ago. It's crazy. My senior year of high school. Yeah, my junior year. I remember I'll the events that day. quite well. Craziest day of high school. Yeah. I, when, I say the word crazy. I don't mean to make light of it. I'm just saying like. It's hard to it, put it. I don't words. really know how to describe it. It was the most surreal day of school I've, I've ever had. So yeah, it's. Um, I think that that would be true for many people's lives. You know, just oh yeah, everyone knows where they were, what they were doing right, exactly. So. Um, especially in the early morning hours, and then as more came out, of course, I had to. As a football player, I didn't get to go home and talk to anyone. I went right to football practice, <laughs> so I was gone all morning, all day, all afternoon, all evening until late that that night when I finally got home and. Uh, it's cr- just crazy. Every yeah. year, I watch everything that's on like history and like right. that, and like uh, especially Kelly will be like, "Why do you put yourself through that? Why do you watch right. the same programs every year?" And it's just it's fascinating to I, me. I find it crazy looking back at how much we know about those the events and leading up to events and the time after the events now. And I I try to portray it like so the the people who ask you know sometimes kids at school ask and yeah you know, but how we didn't really know anything at the time. Like, and I said, just think about that. All that stuff just happened and we don't have a clue what actually was happening or what's about to happen. Or, I was like, it was, it just added to the to the craziness yeah. of, of, of it all. Yeah. And every year I'm reminded as we open our middle school football schedules that the kids born now weren't even alive when it happened. Yeah. Which yeah. is it, tough to fathom that it was 16 years ago. Yeah, that's nuts. All right, well, I think that's it for us this week. Again, we'll be back in two weeks to recap weeks two and three of the NFL season. You can get more from us next week, though, on the Bulldog Hour. Uh, All right, so we hope you tune in every other Sunday for our take on sports. (laughs) Until next time, he's Justin Raffoff. I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J. Raff Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRAF.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.